Kyle, you're a world traveler. Have you ever been to Poland? I haven't, but this film definitely made me feel like I have. It's been the uh, you know 1700s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we kind of were like transported into Poland, yeah. 1700. Except, I hope there's more than one like voice in Poland, right? Because now yeah. it's just we just have the Schuler voice. Schuler. <laughs> and there was no plagues any time I've been in Europe, so I'm thankful for that. Yet, I mean, <laughs> you may. I caused the next yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> we were thinking the same thing there. Iggy Pop. Amen. Let it rain. I'm a fucking idiot. Red meat. We crave sustenance. I'm an artist. Hello, my name is Jimmy Cody. Why don't you have some fun? Fun, fun. Tommy, that's a caveman. Whoever she is, I'm gonna find her and I'm gonna hurt her. I've spent the past three years learning Finnish. <laughs> I'm always home. I'm on cool. This is a process of dehumanization. Shut, 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 shut up! Hi again, and welcome to this edition of the PSI Love Hoffman podcast, our love letter to the remarkable career of the late, great Philip Seymour Hoffman. As always, I'm Brian Rodriguez. And I'm Kyle Reinfried. We're always home, we're always uncool, we're always ready to talk great movies. Yeah, this week we're coming from a new home, my new home in Hoboken, New Jersey, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it is a place of Italian and Irish descent for the most part. This film, we've got some uh, other European entanglements going on. Yes, of... and it's not Frank Sinatra. Hoboken, right? The, yeah. The uh, home of Frank Sinatra. Well, at one point, obviously. At one that. point. I don't know if he's No longer, here. he's passed. But he could be buried here, I'm not sure. Maybe, Dead I don't it. know. I don't think there's a cemetery in but, town. <laughs> but this film, I don't think there was ever a Polish community here, but this film is of... Uh, po- it's a Polish story. We should have, like... I only know Polish jokes, not Polish stories. <laughs> we should have, like, recorded in uh, Brooklyn or something. And Wallington, New Jersey. Or Wallington, has... New Jersey. <laughs> it's the yes. Polish community. Garfield, too. Oh, really? Yeah, and... they're next to each other. So okay. Big of a deal. <laughs> Regardless, yes, we are talking about a film that you've definitely never heard of. No, I'd still... Please tell me how to pronounce this. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Well, well, I know how to pronounce it because at the beginning of the film, it says it, it just says it. Yeah, but I've already like it says it. It's Schuler. Schuler. Schuler is the uh, name of the film. All right, people, let's just like get off and right <laughs> get <laughs> get started right away and just say that we watched this full film, but on a random website, <laughs> and the whole time. You can kind of hear, Brian says he heard about 60%. I would say the opposite. I heard kind of like 40%, 60 didn't really hear. But there's a guy's voice, and that's in Polish or Russian dub? Uh, I'm not sure. I think it's po- it's a Polish website, so I'm pretty sure it's Polish. Yeah. Well, uh, a little background here. This, this film is incredibly hard to find. If we thought Joey Breaker was hard to find, this one's impossible. Yeah. There's almost no reviews on it, nothing on Rotten Tomatoes or anything like that. And we've it, been trying from the beginning, because yes. we did our research before this podcast, and we like saw, we were like, what the heck is this thing? The only two things, Kyle, you research are women and films. This is... <laughs> food <laughs> oh food to travel yeah. I guess you travel. are a well researched man I, music M- eh. older music yeah, I don't know if you research that as much as you just like listen to it sure anyway regardless I mean you did your due diligence <laughs> I did my due diligence yeah we looked high and low to find where this uh, yeah where we could see this film without and... going to like a film like arc archive like i don't know in like dc or something i have no idea i, I don't know why this film, anyway. yeah, this film exactly. was never released in the united states yeah um it's it's something that 
we've read a lot of like other people's scholarship and lists of mm-hmm. Philip Seymour Hoffman films, and they always put a little like disclaimer, like, oh, you know, we could not track down Schuler, or like, oh, we didn't bother to track down Schuler, or they just skip it entirely. So one article you found, the most they they saw two scenes or something like that. Is that right? Yeah. So so actually, that comes from a book. And okay. Let me, who wrote this book? It's one of these. Oh. Peter Shelley, and I, I didn't buy the book because it honestly didn't get too many positive reviews on Amazon. It seemed okay. like one of these like compilation books. All right. Like, not like we could read it all on Wikipedia. Sure. So it's called Philip Seymour Hoffman, The Life and Work, and you can just read it for free on Google. Okay. There um, you go, people. Yeah, and that's there's some information there. But even the guy who did this book, who supposedly researched, only he, saw he a couple admits. scenes. On, yeah, he admits he only saw a couple scenes on YouTube. Yeah. Um, and Which you can find some pretty weird. There's this one scene that we first found on YouTube. <laughs> uh, a guy walks in, like, walking in like a horse with a topless woman on yeah, it. Yeah, you see that film of the scene. It's just like, that was our first. Yeah, that was our first, yeah. That, yeah, that scene. Which, hey, I got excited. <laughs> but it's, a, it's an interesting film from what I understood of it. But it's also, is this... Is this definitive, or is this still kind of... Well, it seems like, yeah. Okay, so some more background here. At least it definitely looks like it, but this is most likely the first film Philip Seymour Hoffman ever did. It's either triple bogey or this, people. He didn't really talk about it, you know. And we're doing it now, FYI, because it really was... I'd be talking about this forever. If this was my first or second (laughs) film, and they flew me to, like, Poland and lived there for this film... Because, people, he's in this for, like... Yeah, he is a significant role in this. And this is, um, I think it, they said it, it was shot in 1991, so maybe Bogey was first, maybe not. Yeah. But it wasn't released till... Till 94. Till 94, yeah. Uh, March 10th, 1994. I guess they were working on it for that long. Well, it was actually released at the, a Polish film festival in 92. Okay. But it got its like wide Polish release, apparently, in 94. But and, it's interesting. And that's the date will count. But they recorded it, the, everyone spoke English in it. Yeah, that's So it's not weird. a Polish film okay. in the sense of that they're speaking... Well, it's, it's mostly Polish actors. Yes. It's a Polish director. Yeah, Did sure. His name, I, I couldn't really pronounce. Drabinski, I think his last name is. Adek Drabinski. Yes, you don't Adek. know Adek Drabinski, Brian? Uh, I, I wish I was on. good enough to know. Adek you didn't play Adek enough Seen It. No, I that not. game? <laughs> I, I, my parents got me Polish Seen It. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I never opened it. It was one of those gifts where it just still has a shrink wrap in my apartment. Yeah. But I'll crack into it tonight <laughs> if you'd like. I just know pierogies. That's all. <laughs> the only Polish thing, you know. Yeah, exactly. No, but um, it, it was, I guess, a film that was... It's Polish, like you said. It's definitely a Polish director. Most of the actors are Polish. Mm-hmm. But you're right. It's shot in English. Yeah. Every, like, so I think Phil Sinerhofen is the only English... Like or Amer- American. I don't actor know. None of the it. actors really had like pages, so it's yeah. possible. Yeah, v- people really like. I just go out there and prove us wrong or find us more information, but it's just not out there. Which I'm surprised. Again, I'm surprised by because since it it's interesting and like well made enough that I would think he would have spoken about it or someone would have asked him about it, then he would have spoken about it. I don't so know. some of the uh, like 
background information I got from this family I translated from Polish websites of articles that came out after he died. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, that they all bragged like, "Did you know that Philip Seymour Hoffman's first film was a Polish film?" <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh, there's a quote from the director in this one article, and I want to postmortem bragging. No bad fam. I I want to I want to credit this website. It's tvn24.pl, so dot like Poland. Mm-hmm. And um, I the director is quoted, and it says again, this is a rough translation, so I'm not sure. He says, "I hired him without second thought. He had behind him no acting experience, but some courses and a lot of desire. But I felt that he was in the middle of being a great actor." So hey, I mean, this guy early on sees maybe a lot of uh, casting uh, directors are Polish. Maybe they have good. <laughs> I don't know, but I mean, this guy possibly could be credited with someone who like discovered Philip Seymour Hoffman before anything. Not that he, you know, this is clearly not the role that like makes him famous or anything like no, that. No, like, no, clearly, no. since since it's like been. This and I'm assuming he like was never able to like include it in his reel. So this guy again, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna say triple bogey. I want to keep it American in New York as his first <laughs> film, but uh, but definitely if he was shooting this or in '91 or it came out in Poland in '91, and that's when uh, you know Triple Bogey came out, he clearly didn't have like any footage from his reel yet. You know, no, no, that. definitely not. And that was even actors even back then like reels weren't as like intense as they are now. No, I mean, and and it says in the in the article as well that there was a New York casting and that he just cold auditioned and he was hired from that, and they flew him to Poland. And That's crazy. There's in one article, a Polish article said that he had a lot of interest why? in Polish history, and that's why he took it. I doubt it. He was like a young kid, and yeah, they came and flying him to Poland. But that's what they're bragging about in Poland. So I don't know. And then, I, I feel like. Maybe we're, maybe this is the most arrogant statement I'll ever say, but I feel like we're making history here by the fact that we're watching and reviewing this film because I cannot find anyone else who reviewed this film. Again, guys, challenge us. Yeah, please you heard share here, us. though. Making history—that's what the P- <laughs> P.S. I love Hoffman podcast does. Yep, that's what it's all about. Especially that's why that's why you know what? There's no guests this week. It's just Brian and I. No, no, no. You know? We, we, we wanted to Straight take all shooting. the credit for that. Yeah, exactly. Well, we did actually put an inquiry for uh, Polish-speaking people. <laughs> we didn't get too many because, like Kyle said, so I randomly found this website after just searching and yeah. searching and searching on Google to try to find a place to see this film. Um, it seems like it's a Polish website. Like, the words are in Polish. At least mm-hmm. that's what the Google tells me. And... I mean, it plays the full movie, but like, like you said, Kyle, there's just this, this voice and and one voice, one voice, one usually, male you, voice. Usually, when you see a dub, and even if it's just like the tone's different, like yeah, like El Wispet, who said this? Sí, claro que sí. It's like, you know, in the like same, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the same vein as like you almost expect that it's like narration, but he's saying yeah, every but, line, and you know. Like obviously I don't speak Polish, but there's certain words in every language that are cognates, and you can tell that he's just repeating the lines that are just said. Yeah. In the film, so you could hear the lines at a lower volume. You got to really be paying attention. Well, especially the beginning lines of someone like making a statement when they're not talking, and someone begins to talk, you hear like a solid sentence. But then if you have that overlap of characters talking to one another, it becomes it, it's still it's there. So maybe if you have like really good headphones and you're 
really paying attention. Which it's hard to at times. Which it's very hard to, <laughs> but some ears might be better trained than others. But point being, like, I would say it ranges from, like, someone that's paying paying attention, I would say it ranges from, like, a 40 to at most, like, 70% you're going to, like, hear of them speaking in English. Yeah, some without like this that are narrator, than others. it would be like I wish maybe someone out there. I bet, like I don't know enough about audio, but I would love for someone to get their hands on this link, like rip rip this video, and then there must be someone out there that could. I know it's all mixed into one track, but I'm sure there's someone out there that could like, because this guy spoke in a very monotone, yeah. <laughs> and so I'm um, someone could point being. Someone could probably take that out, and I would love to. I would love to watch this film again. We might have a Schuler revisited if we get a hero in the audience to yeah. save us, or someone who has like a copy of this, or like a Polish aunt who just happens to have. Because again, like you said, it's shot in English. They speak English. Yeah. So it's funny because he doesn't even have like an accent usually in these like costume dramas. All right. Well, this gives me accent. a good reason to go to Poland this summer. I'm going <laughs> to scour the Polish countryside just for this film. Yeah, just find like a copy somewhere. So Kyle, give give our audience a little bit of a synopsis, or tr- at least try. I mean, I know we looked at IMDb and we looked at some other sources, and we could see some semblance yeah. of a plot, but we were confused while watching. Well, let's begin by just saying Schuler translated means cheat. Cheat, yes. Some, so let's some call sites this actually film, call this film yeah, cheat. So let's call this film cheat. Let's just yeah. I mean, for for you know, for audiences to uh, understand a little better. Schuler set in night or cheat, or cheat. Yeah, I just <laughs> I'm just betraying myself right away. Schuler or cheat, set in 1750 Poland, during a ravaged state following a plague. We meet Victor and Rudolph, inseparable friends for years. We see they enjoy life, but there's something more to Rudolph. When a brother and sister enter the lives of Victor and Rudolph, things begin to unravel. Indeed, they do, to a point of confusion. Well, yeah. So, I mean, I, I would say there was, like... I think even if I watched this film without, like, the monotone single Polish man dub or whatever, I would have been confused about a couple of things. But I like the overall style. And the, the story, number one, it feels very Count of Monte Cristo Yeah, I'd say the both of us are not experts in costume dramas and stuff. Like no. That. You know, we don't. But this, I would, I it, it has a very, uh, um, not nearly as stylized. Don't get me wrong, but it's got like a Barry Lyndon period piece vibe, obviously, and then a little bit of like, uh, not nearly as dramatic and over the top, but eyes wide shut, just because these people, Victor and Rudolph, love this life of gambling and brothels yeah. and just you know very aristocratic life and so that to me was very uh of and then you know so and orgies and everything like that we see a couple of orgies you know not made of importance but we see them in the film and that just reminds me of orgies i think eyes wide shut and caligula that's the last caligula. one yeah i could see that and that's the last one so there's this, there's this other film that reminded me of and mm-hmm. i 
gonna look now and try to get the name. It's this like really crappy Ewan McGregor film that was on Netflix that I actually watched with Jenny once, or we watched and talked about. Jenny O'Connell, who yeah, was Jenny our last was on, uh, our previous episode. Yeah, I'm trying to get the name. It was just like so bad. Um, hmm. Train spotting. No, it's not train spotting. Is Ewan McGregor was a landscape Phantom designer? Mass. A landscape designer, like during this era. Okay. <laughs> like that's what. The, but he was actually a fraud. <gasps> I can't find the movie, but regardless, it... Oh, The Serpent's Kiss. That's what it's called. The Serpent's Kiss? It was pretty bad. Um, <laughs> regardless. Yeah, it's... I mean, this like... My mother used to watch these movies growing up. Not necessarily this movie, obviously. Okay. But just costume dramas. Karen Knightley, I feel like, isn't a lot of them. Okay. She's considered a corset queen. That's like the uh, ah. slang of it. But those are usually of higher quality, like... Maybe it was the version we were watching. It was like a gritty film version, even on the internet. It seemed, yeah, it was like VHS copy. Yeah, that that someone probably full ripped. frame, <laughs> ripped VHS with the monotone. <laughs> so we're going to do our best to inform you people. Yes, to because you're, you're probably not going to see this movie, and we're going to do our best to walk you through this film, or at least what we thought of this film. Kyle and I saw this one separately, so I think between. What I got, I got a ton of questions. And but between what he got, maybe we can answer our questions and kind of have a semblance of a film here. Maybe it'll match up that the forty percent I got with the forty percent you did. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be great. Okay, so we start out right, and it's like what? Like it's a card game in the casino, right? Well, there's a. It starts with a flashback. Oh, you're right. I didn't even. Yeah, so we see like an older Victor. Victor, yeah, and he, he gets and a then, letter, and he's like really disappointed. Yeah, and so then we get to this card game. So right away, this is well, I the mean, letters from what's her name, right? Teresa. It's like dear Te- Teresa. Yeah, someone we have to remember for later. Exactly. It's <laughs> like think. I think I put towards the. I'm like, who's Teresa again? Yeah. Oh, I did the same thing. Yeah. So, okay. So he gets this letter from Teresa, and he's disappointed by it. And so then we go back to this card game. So th- this is where like this is the cheat definitely has like a couple of meanings but it helps that the poster for this movie has like is like a card yeah so it's very much about right away we see victor and like i said that they're into him and rudolph are into casinos and stuff like that and victor is talented but he also does cheat at card games yeah wait but okay so they're in this casino right yeah and he beats this like fat man yeah who's also, some kind of noble. Yeah, he, he, and he he admits that he cheats to him like right away. Well, he so yeah, he says like if uh, he wins, you know, like you know, if the if the fat guy wins, he wins like the game or whatever. But then if he wins, he gets to shoot him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So first, so. the fat guy gets in like big debt to Victor. Yeah. Then he get it's like a double or nothing. Like if you win, you win your money back. If you lose, I get to kill you. Yeah, and then he even gives him his gun, but the gun's not loaded. Yeah, remind mind you, people, it's the seventeen hundred, so it's like single shot, you know, like crazy pistols or whatever. Yeah, but this guy is just completely embarrassed and says to Victor, like, "You'll pay for this." Like, yeah, his know. girlfriend even like the guy's girlfriend, the fat guy's girlfriend, right? He's like, she she's like all. She doesn't like even care if he dies. I think no. <laughs> She's clearly a gold digger. 
So so <laughs> on the way home, it's Victor and then his friend Rudy, right? Yeah. And Ru- this blonde guy. Yeah, Rudy's like the pretty boy. So I, I read like a little something that gave me more insight. And supposedly uh, Rudolph, Rudy, is two Rudys back-to-back also. There was a Rudy in Getaway last week. Oh, really? Yeah, that was uh, Matt Madsen's oh, yeah. character. But uh, this is nothing like Michael Madsen. I would love to see Michael Madsen in this <laughs> if movie. If we had three Michael Madsens in a row, oh, I'm my wondering God. what's going on. That's like, what do you call that in bowling three strikes in a row is a turkey? <laughs> It's like a three Madsen a Madsen podcast. Yeah, but um, I prefer Virginia Madsen podcast. <laughs> but like supposedly, uh, Rudy is of natural born like high, yeah, aristocracy. Aristocracy, and Victor has gotten there through like becoming friends with Rudy, and then through his uh, very talent talented ways of gambling yeah through money right and that's just something again not that maybe if i was able to hear all the dialogue i would have picked up on that but that was something i read so on the way home from this casino they mm-hmm. pass these like plague victims which is just foreshadowing yeah. things in the end and only seven minutes in we see philip seymour hoffman yeah which is awesome do you know anything of like that era you took i mean to remind you people we went to high school together i know brian took uh European. Uh, so, what are you asking? If I do, you, do I you know? know like, is do this you a know, true like, story? Is I don't this, think so. Is this uh, <laughs> is this historically accurate, Brian? Is this a very? I don't know. Do we much know in Poland that there was Poland of that era? But I, it seems pretty accurate in terms. So of... So we should call it Mr. Ortiz. What? No, no. That, <laughs> no, it seems pretty. There were plagues that ravaged up until the 1700s. Okay. This is not something that. I mean, even further, but even in Europe. No, this is, like, realistic. This isn't the same plague that was, like, during medieval times. No, I get it, yeah. Um, they couldn't go to a CVS. No, exactly. <laughs> so we see Philip Seymour Hoffman, and he's really baby-faced. He's young, right? Yeah. He's a, first thing, he's, like, a stable boy slash, like, he's, yeah, he's, cart driver. Really. Yeah, he's just, like, an all-around, like, helper to the estate of... Victor, I guess, right? Yeah, so there's this, like, girl who's just sleeping in a stable. Yeah. And he kind of comes up to her. Yeah, he's like, like, teasing her. And then they get to have sex and hey. But before that, it's like a pivotal scene. Oh, kind, oh, kind of, right? Look where oh, my maybe mind's going to. <laughs> but he, he grabs her and then he lifts her above a window and he sees, like, basically, they see, like, an orgy happening with um, Victor. Oh, so yeah, the orgy turned them on. Yeah, I guess that was his plan, right? Yeah. It's like Victor, um, Rudy, and just a bunch of, like, rando girls. Yeah, he's describing to her, like, Victor, right? Like, oh, he's a great guy or something like that? Rudy, not so much. Yeah. (laughs) Zongo, pink and Rudy. Pretty Rudy. (laughs) He's strange. He's strange. (laughs) They say... Powiadają, że czytuje książki, uwielbia muzykę i że jest mordercą. Zabił człowieka. Nie wiem, czemu hrabia tak się z nim przyjaźni. PSH is giving us a little bit of like character exposition. Yeah. And she's like, oh my. And then they, she runs away, he chases her into the stable, and we get our first Philip Zimmerhoff Hoffman sex scene. As they say in Young Frankenstein, a nice roll in the hay. Yes, and they literally <laughs> have a roll in the hay. Yeah. It's weird, because 
he sinks in or she sinks in like it's like first her but then it then he sinks in cuz then yeah. it's just like she's on top so this of is him. a pretty erotic film in terms it's of it's european like, people yeah, yeah there's a lot of toplessness there's a yeah. lot of uh nudity she and sex scenes um when we see her later yeah i think she's still actually this actress i don't have her name i wouldn't be able to pronounce it for you ladies and gentlemen even Eva if I had something. written it down but yeah uh but she's still performing out there i've seen like an updated picture of her on Google, like even people did like yeah. mashups of her and Philip Seymour Hoffman. They were they were they were like the, they were the same age. Yeah, and she well, actually no, I read that too. She actually went on to have a successful career in Polish cinema. Yeah. So I mean, good for her. So, yeah. Uh, we have no idea, by the way, if this movie was a success in Poland or it was just like a small little indie. Zero information. We have no context. Movie. So again, if you nothing have nothing on IMDb, nothing on Wikipedia. This film is like on the side of the milk carton, like missing. <laughs> like just please, if you have any information, contact us. Um, so the next the next morning is the scene you were describing, right? Yeah. Where they they the wake first up. Scene like, we found online. Yeah, they wake up like hungover, like in a, a room, right? Or yeah. So I thought, yeah. Victor is in this room, and this was again. This was like the first scene when we were like, "What is this film?" And we found this on YouTube or whatever. Um, it, it's, uh, I I thought Victor and Rudy were going to be like a gay couple. Yeah, it it seems very homoerotic, but I think they're just close. Yeah, it's just like I'm that. Not sure. extreme... They do like kiss kind of a lot, or not yeah, kiss, but not just... a lot, but like you know, they're just affectionate with each other. But Rudy more so. Rudy more so. Yeah. Yeah, he's just like I think you know he kind of reminds me of not like exactly. Don't say me. Don't say what? me. <laughs> no, not you. I thought you meant our relationship is kind of like that. No. It's the feathers. Uh, on each the other viper from Game of Thrones. He just seems like someone when you have that level of wealth. Over it's just Martell. like yeah, yeah, that you just well, get well, to that level of like in the same way. I just want to enjoy everything in life. Yeah, they're hedonistic. Yeah, good. They, well, that's a word yeah. I am not like you know <laughs> is in my normal vocabulary. So both, yeah, just about the pleasure, the pleasures of the flesh and the body and all that. Yeah, kind of just stuff. yeah. No, no, you're absolutely right. Every aspects of life. Yeah. And because they're kind of cuddling in this yeah, scene so too. It, like, it's Victor's birthday. Is that yeah. what it is? I don't know if it's really his birthday. It's just like again, when you're rich and you just give gifts yeah. to people. <laughs> but he says happy birthday, but I don't know because he Victor yeah. then like laughs. So I'm not sure. Like oh. yeah, I've been in a restaurant with friends and we tell the waiters that yeah, it's a it birthday could be something to get like someone that. to sing a song. So he brings him like a gift of like a, a horse, a yeah. woman on a horse. Yeah, and this guy is like walking in the horse. And then they like and she's just topless start, on it. Yes, yeah, she's topless on it. And then they just start complimenting the horse and laughing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Beautiful topless woman comes in on a horse. And what they was the, the horse. next scene? Like the cuts in the next scene? It's it, Victor is riding the horse, and then he falls off the horse. Yeah, I put, so you're saying it's a weird cut, right? It's a weird cut. I, I wrote that too. Pushed. Okay, so I wasn't sure if I was going to say this now or later, like when the when we start got to like the ending of the film. I don't have the time written down, but point being, the version we saw, it's supposedly 17 uh, just from looking on IMDb, I think that one of the few pieces of information is how long this film is supposed to be maybe on the Polish Wait, Wikipedia as well. Your the one I are you, it was 70 minutes yours? The one I saw, no, I'm saying 
compared to the lengths that I read online, it was 17 minutes short. Oh, 17. Shorter. I think it's 70. No, okay, 17 so, minutes Yeah, shorter. the one we saw was an hour 50. Yeah, so it's supposed to be a little over two hours. Oh, okay. I mean, that's interesting. So there's a couple of, like, this one in particular right now, there was, like, what... And, again, we didn't watch it together, so we're saying that there was, like, this weird cut. Like, it just doesn't feel... It's a weird cut in general, just from one image to the next, but just in stylistic choice, and then also in story, you're like, I feel like something happened between those. Well, things. he fall. I don't know, but he falls off the horse, right? And then we just see Philip Seymour Hoffman dragging his body into the house with another servant. Well, Rudy makes bed. him. Yeah, he whips the back of the horse. Again, it's this hedonistic. But, yeah, but is he doing it on purpose? Yeah, because he... he's a dick. But is he like he wants him to fall off the horse? I don't think he knows he's gonna like. The, he knows the horse is going to ride off. I didn't know this off. was part of his plan, you know. No, I think he's a very spur of the moment. I want, like, you know, like, ooh, this is too... Be-. He's, like, almost like a... Like, what do they say in Fight Club? He's too beautiful. I must, like, destroy him. I must make him <laughs> unbeautiful. Like, it's just, like, this nice moment that they're out. Like, he got his friend, a girl, to ride in to the house topless on a horse, and they're out on a nice horseback ride. And he's like, ah, this moment's too beautiful. Let me hit the whip the back of the horse... And then the horse goes riding, and then Victor hits a tree branch and falls. <laughs> yeah. And so Phil Hoffman Hoffman and another servant bring him into the home, and he's mm-hmm. just, like, recovering there. You're not sure if he's going to live or die. Yeah. And then what's this This young couple emerges, it's right? like, very attractive or, brother and sister. Oh, yeah, the brother and sister. Yeah. They come, I have no Did idea. The guy, the Were guy, they invited? I, I, don't, I didn't get that. We, no, I didn't either. But they're important people. I, I, we make reference to this guy a lot, and you people don't know him, but he'll be a guest on the podcast later. But guy kind of looked like John Harden to me. <laughs> he did, <laughs> right? And that's yeah, that's... and it would be a role he would play, kind of, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he, he did. I wasn't thinking about that. <laughs> Regardless, yeah, the, this brother and sister come in, and they just stir they, they just there. stir things up i don't know why i this is okay he's like so he's like is, an inventor or something the brother is that's what he is cuz then all of a sudden this film also goes to like a technological yeah it gets like, like a weird. sci-fi thing but later yeah. but whatever um <laughs> this is a weird book, guys you know he's talking about his invention and he always looks worried the whole time the brother oh okay and the sister's very pretty yeah very pretty and and i think sensu i suppose yeah, I like mean, like okay. This is where I thought it was good, turning a gate, and on like a gay angle too. He asks the uh, Rudy asked while uh, Victor's like her asks the um, brother, who mm-hmm. I don't get his name, yeah, to undress in front of him. That well, he was calling brother clothes. or sister, yeah. And he kind of undresses. All I wrote during this whole part is most sensual soup eating I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. There's a soup eating scene. There's a soup eating like scene where, like, filled with sexual Rudy, yeah, Rudy pours some soup for everybody, and it's very, very <laughs> sensual soup eating. Yeah, that's, that's that weird dinner, right? Yeah. And the next morning, Victor wakes up. Yeah, cuts to like a carriage, and they're being, and they're showing him around the grounds. And, oh, okay, okay. Okay, I think we're going to say the same thing here, but continue. Most phallic, yes. weird the, statue. The phallus statue. Of all time. Like, clearly, one. like, they they make, re- like, they even, like, n- like... I think so, right? They say something, like, phallic, and, like, that it's, like, this Basically, they have a big giant stone, stone penis. Yeah. <laughs> like, not, like, Sorry definition. Word, but, yes. Yeah. No, no, yeah, it's just, like, a obelisk, but it's, yeah. like... As we sit here and we're looking at my 
Jaws painting, that Jaws poster, very phallic. The but stone. that that's supposed to be somewhat subtle, you know. This sure. one's like, then they like laugh about and it, and then they then a guy's cleaning it, and the soap suds are dripping down it. <laughs> yes, and like again, we won't get like more graphic than that, but people just soap suds dripping down a long hard rock and, the, and they're just cutting to this girl and she's just like really like reasonably <laughs> so yeah the sister they're cutting to her like reaction she's just like incredibly turned off as anyone i was incredibly yeah turned off. so then they hang out with this young couple and the guy's just not dancing he still looks nervous and there's just little scenes with them right and then they play strip poker at, yeah. at one point and this is Victor's up, but he hasn't like. No, he hasn't like told Rudy to them. Yeah, yeah like, so this is like, a part that are, like again, around. like as you know, many confusing parts that were. <laughs> I'm just like, does he think and know that like Rudy wanted to do something, so he's not making it like aware to him that like, I'm not sure. I don't know. You know, like oh, I'm up and about. I'm actually okay or whatever. I just know that they play strip poker and then he emerges. Yeah. So we also find out that the house the house is in serious debt. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, that kind of lends to part of the plot later. Again, because he's not, I guess, that would be the part that, like, if we could hear everything, we probably would have heard a little bit more, like, since he's not wealthy from natural birth. Yeah. I guess the gambling money has run out. Since he maybe hasn't, I don't know how long he's been in bed for after the head injury, but I guess maybe he gambles once a week or something <laughs> to make some, make some money. It's like online poker or something. <laughs> And then we get another Philip Zimmerhoffen sex scene. Actually. Yeah, but it's and it, but is this the you know since we're like definitely um, on different like points or whatever as far as getting, is this the one where Rudy's making a, the girl whip him, or is it, that later? Uh, uh, Philip Zimmerhoffen's there. Philip Zimmerhoffen at one point, Rudy is making a girl like sexually whip Phil Schaff. This like, is oh, the, stop it. This is the time. Oh, maybe. I think he might have come, come in. This is the time he's watching? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you're right. This is the time that that happens. So they're having sex, and Ru- so is, Rudy is being... a weird, like, broom game, right? It's a weird, like, yeah. erotic broom game that Phil Schaff is playing with the, with the same girl he slept with before. Yeah, and Rudy's being very uh, voyeuristic, and then, obviously, since he's, like... Since Victor's been, you know, in bed, he's like the master of this household. <laughs> I'm sure Victor would have like let him call shots anyway. People respected him, but since Rudy's like the this sadistic master now, he, I thought it was gonna go even like crazier. But it's just like he just wants these little pleasures. He's just like, I just want to see a beautiful naked woman whip this guy right now but not like crazy like Phil Smith was still like joking stop it stop like it never got like him screaming yeah but just a weird scene and then time passes right yeah I guess everything's accepted and okay and this is the new lifestyle I think this is maybe part of our missing 17 minutes or something (laughs) but then they go to this other casino right Mm -hmm. there's like fireworks and this is gonna be like a huge gambling night yeah so this is where things get a little odd with the brother, right? Like, they're having a gambling night. Victor's mm-hmm. gambling, but is it Rudy who makes the brother play, or Victor who makes the brother play, like, uh, gamble a little bit? It's Ru- Rudy. Ha- yeah, Rudy has him. Yeah. This brother that, I don't like, we're just back, you know, it feels like the kind of the beginning scene of the film they're just at this casino 
and Rudy is pressuring the brother, and Victor wants, like, nothing. Versus Victor didn't mind taunting in the beginning to that fat guy, but now Victor's just like, no, I want nothing to do with this young man and, like, teasing him and taking his money. Yeah. And That's then, all I got from that. <laughs> but then there, there's the death, right? Well, then, then he actually ends up shooting him in the head. By accident. He's, I guess he doesn't think he's loaded. Yeah, because the trick was from the earlier scene. Yeah. So in the earlier scene that we described, like, with the fat guy, he says he's going to shoot him and he has no bullet. This time, Rudy hands him the gun. Victor. Victor shoots the the young brother yeah. in the head and he actually kills him. Mm-hmm. There wasn't supposed to be a bullet in there, so Rudy yeah. kind of put a bullet in there. Yeah, fi- Rudy finally goes off like the deep end, I guess, is his moment. I, I don't get why. Yeah. <laughs> so, so if you haven't figured it out, we do get confused at certain points. Um, yeah, basically, it's just he's like, oh my god, what the hell have I done? Mm-hmm. They dispose of the body, and they kind of just move on. And Some time has passed again, right? After yeah. This, like, years have passed. I like, put who died. Who did die who, during this part that Victor goes to an estate that be- like belongs to somebody? Who? What was that? Well, the next scene, he's in jail, right? He's in jail for the murder of the brother. Yeah. But only for a couple years? I don't know Polish law at the time. Yeah. Then he goes back to his estate. Okay. And he's bankrupt. Philip Zimmer Hoffman tells him, like, he's the only one who stayed. All the servants left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because co- Rudy basically... Yeah, because his girl's name I actually wrote down was Bietka. Bietka, yeah, I heard them say She that. left with the cook. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so Bietka left with the cook. I guess in that times, you know, the cook carried some weight to them. So, you know, like, you know, you know you're always going to get fed, which true, is important. True, true. You know. So, Philip Seymour Hoffman basically is the only one who stayed at the estate. Good for him. Good for him. And... That's how you stay in the movie, stay at the estate. It shows that Rudy basically bankrupt him, took all his money, and went somewhere else. Bastard. So this is, yeah, this is where I start really, in in particular, started finding, like, the Count of Monte Cristo vibe. Like, there was a jail. Yeah, so it seems like a setup, right? It seems like a setup from Rudy to try to take his money. But they're close friends, so... I guess he just went, like, ah, this is enough. (laughs) You know, like, I need someone new. And then... They're visited, or there's a guy there who's, like, another scientist? Yeah, this is where it gets sci-fi. It turns a little sci-fi. And so this is, like, 1750, Did he, did he right? invent photography? Photography didn't come, like... Well, not, not this kind up. of photography, no, you know, like... No, no, definitely not in 1750s. No! Maybe a hundred years later, there's that, like, early photography, like... Yeah, the, the early photography stuff. is, yeah, like, just a little pre-Civil War. Like, I can't... Look, like, I, I didn't look up the history of photography. Maybe, I don't know when the first one No, was but just from, like, I know, like, but, obviously... I, so, so, these are also color prints, let's be fair. Yeah, on glass sheets. Look, maybe someone's going to prove us wrong and be like, oh, you're they, idiots. They've been doing this since no, the Stone Age. No, I don't know. No. But just, it seemed a little odd. So this guy has an invention where you take... This like, random do, guy, Do we even way. see... We never see the action of taking of pictures. Well, we see it's like a photographer... It's like a camera kind no, of No, but machine. we just never see him... Like, no. in the, we don't see the process of how he gets no. these things. But he has like a projector kind of set up. So also, again, 1750... <laughs> like, like electricity, like power, or whatever. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thank that. you. Uh, and he has these glass sheets, like, like it's like the size of like a sheet of paper, 
but it's a piece of glass, and you hold it in front, <laughs> and you see like a crystal clear picture of a person, but then because of I guess the heat from the lamp or whatever it is, it then goes away. So I mean, I love it in the sense of like it's this haunting thing where you can only like you know. Hey, we take it for granted just even from like mirrors. Think about like world worlds that like people didn't see the reflections every day, yet alone pictures. And then this is like a thing where there's a picture and you briefly get to see people when they were younger or when they were still alive. And yeah, then yeah. Dis- let's and be clear. It doesn't, it doesn't take pictures of like a camera. It just shows a picture of something from the past. We presume, right? Yeah. So so after we see this invention, right? Uh, Victor kind of wants to find out like where Rudy is and like be mm-hmm. like, "What the hell? What the hell yeah. did you do to me, bro? Like this sucks." And then what? And then what happens next? They're just like, "What do you have that happens next?" I put dude breaks bottle over Victor's head. <laughs> yeah, but then right when do we get to the surreal place? What's the surreal place? That Philip Zimmer Hoffman takes him on the, and they're like outside. It's like this abandoned castle. With the oh yeah, guy. yeah, yeah, yeah. They go on this weird adventure. Philip Zimmer yeah. Hoffman, you know, drives the carriage. Yeah. And they go to this weird ruined area, like castle, or just like ruined area. Yeah. And there's just this blonde go. mustache man there. Yeah, we meet this new character, and we'll just call him Blonde Mustache Man. <laughs> and then we find out. I'm like, oh, this is what the film's about. And it's the fat guy from the yeah, beginning. Yeah, the fat guy returns, and this is all like a ruse, or it looks like a yeah. ruse. Yeah. And so, you know, since like I can't hear all the, di- we can't hear all the dialogue at this moment, I'm like, this is what the film's about. This is the guy from the beginning that said to Victor, you're going to pay, yeah. you're, like, you've embarrassed me, yada, yada, yada. I'm like, oh, okay, cool, I can get down with this. But then, nope, he's, like, puppeted by Rudy. And then the blonde, like, the blonde mustache guy is like Rudy's like henchman and ends up killing yeah. the fat guy. Kill yeah, killing the fat guy. This this, this is similar to like the prestige or like like a Christopher Nolan thing where they at least they want to be like six or seven steps ahead of us. Yeah. Like is has Rudy been planning this the entire time, even with the fat guy? I think this is some parts of the missing seventeen minutes. <laughs> it's possible, <laughs> or it's possible it's just like above you know, it's just something that's like supposed we're supposed to get. Like it's supposed to be like an intellectual thing, like a mind game that's being played. I get that, but just from like a film standpoint, then like that's not it's not clever. Or it's not. It's just not good. But I don't want to chalk everything up to like the missing seventeen minutes. It's possible that the film is just not good. Well, okay, there's mi- clearly missing footage, and then we're, again, listening, we're not hearing all the dialogue. Fair, but it's still, just from, like, visually, something, there's something just wacky going on. Okay. Whatever, right? So, if you notice, Philip Seymour Hoffman is in this scene as well, and he's just, like, watching all this go yeah, down. Yeah, from a distance, <laughs> like, and just watching this, and, and then that blonde mustache guy breaks a bottle over Victor's head, and then... Phillips and Hoffman, I just put, like, he kind of, like, helps Victor get his strength back. Yeah, he he's actually awesome in this film. Yeah. This is, not just saying this again, he's one of the people, again, maybe because we're drawn to him, but he's one of the people that's who steals uh, the screen here. I mean, I again, from, like, the most that I could get from this film, I liked a lot of the performances. Like, the guy that plays Victor, I'm like, I had, you know who he really reminded me of in some ways? Um... 
going to totally blank on his name right now, but he's in the Mozart film. He plays the the guy that in the like fictional film uh, that like ends up killing Mozart. Oh, and he's, he's in Scarface. He's Scarface. Scarface. F. Murray he's Abraham. F. Mert. Thank you. F. Mert Murray Abraham. He's aw- he was awesome in uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know, this is a film. I'm glad you brought like Amadeus up. This is a film yeah. that reminds me of Amadeus as well. Yeah. No, you're right. The performances aren't bad, but I I, I do want to recognize a young Philip Seymour Hoffman being like out of his element and still like yeah. rocking it. Young, like first or second on screen like you know performance in a different country like no one he knows and he's just like doing incredibly well in this movie yeah for, for what he's given right mm-hmm. so like you said he, Philip Seymour Hoffman nurses Victor back to health and it's just more of this invention right the, we get back to the invention and the guy, this weirdo guy, is just talking about it some more. Then we have this thing, right, where he he goes, he just starts looking for the blonde guy again. Yeah. So I guess now he's, you know, like, oh, I couldn't find Rudy. Let me find this blonde guy. Yeah, and he was in cahoots. And he he chased him to the church, and then he he can't find him. And then he finds him, you know, like, it's this, like, mouse chase. Yeah. And we, and, but before that, we see the mustache man go back to Rudy and tell Rudy that Victor is alive and he's looking for him. And we see, and then there's like this, Rudy is like a little sick. He's yeah, got, he's, he's got, got the plague. Yeah. Rudy has the plague and he's still having orgies. Yeah, he, with other plague victims. This part reminded me of like Philadelphia. <laughs> Come on. No, I did like they know they had like but orgies in Philadelphia. Is there an orgy scene that I'm forgetting? Well, that's like no, but it's like like when he like is remembering how he got AIDS. Oh, okay, I know the scene you're talking about. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, because he has lesions on him, and there's just like yeah, it's like if you combine yeah, like the that's end, what I'm saying, the end and the the flashback in yeah. Philadelphia. But yeah, so so Rudy has these lesions, and and he's having this this weird orgy and he doesn't seem too bothered by uh the fact that victor is alive i mean yeah maybe because he i don't know maybe because he's close to death but victor co- finally tracks him down like we said and he's just like creeping on him like from a far tree with a telescope and this child appears above him in a tree yeah and his name ends up being yeah he's like i'm rudy, rudy. <laughs> yeah and then the sister from the beginning, Camelia, I think I ended up writing her name down. I, I, like, didn't I was get getting her name. people's names in and out. I didn't get her name. Yeah. But Rudy yeah, married her. Yeah, Rudy married her, and apparently, at this point, we believe that these are Rudy's kids, because yeah. his name Rudy, and, and she kind of explains that So there's that they a son are. and a daughter. Yeah, there's a son and a daughter. She explains that she married him, that when uh, her brother died, she didn't feel anything. Mm-hmm. And she just wanted to be with Rudy because he was exhilarating. And then Victor asked, like, do you still love him? And she's like, I've never loved him. Again, very Count of Monte Cristo. I think <laughs> kind of going on right now. And then, yeah. Like, I mean, from there, it's, you've got the, uh, Victor. Well, Victor sells his estate, supposedly, right? He like, sells his estate. For gold. He's like, I want gold. <laughs> but him and Philip Seymour Hoffman go and confront the blonde guy. 
and guess who's there? It's like Bitka. And Philip Seymour Hoffman gets to, like, you know, tell her off because that was his, you know, girlfriend or just, like, yeah. fun hay party girl from the beginning. And then, and then they kill and then they kill him, right? They kill the... Yeah, but th- did we skip the part with Teresa? I just didn't know what was going on with that. <laughs> okay, yeah, there's, like, a little back and forth, right? After he sells his estate... Yeah. He meets up with this Teresa, and we had the same question. Who the hell is Teresa? Yeah, okay. But then, that's the girl from the letter at the beginning. Yeah. I don't think we've seen her. Have we? No, right? And then, But they act like we know her. Like, oh, sorry I didn't communicate with you for a while. I so wanted who to... was she in the film? This is where... This okay. is where I lost oh, it. Oh, thank okay. God. Okay. This is where I lost it. He moves in with Teresa until uh, Martin, who's Philip Seymour Hoffman's character, comes back to him and says... Martin. <laughs> he's like... You have to come back. You have to come back. The scientist has gone crazy. He's locked himself in his room. He's saying blasphemous things. And then, basically, he goes back, and it's written on his wall, or on, like, the, the glass sheets, like, yeah, there is, is no God, right? Yeah. And, and he killed himself. And he, and he goes into the room, and he, he's hanged himself. So it's like, oh, my God, what the hell happened? And these glass plates that say there is no God are this this photograph machine, which apparently plays some of them are stills from earlier in the film, it seems yeah. like. <laughs> so the invention he invented was, you know, a DVD that re- rewinds this film and shows us previous <laughs> things. But I guess... I guess there's like a... I guess this film is just very, like, godlike complex, like, voyeuristic. I like... guess so, yeah, voyeuristic, definitely. Um, voyeuristic, hedonistic... Like moral versus yeah, not immoral. <laughs> um, but these photos show Victor. Well, did you get what was in the photos before I I, I try to guess? I'm honestly I'm I'm blanking right now. The, the the this is like the crux of the film. These photos show Victor with him with a family with Teresa and those kids. Yeah. But then they show them younger. And it's the brother and the sister and the kids. And, like, there's all this... And I'm lost at this yeah. point. I am lost at this point. I don't know what the hell's going this, on. Yeah, there must have been... Again, I'm not going to put it to missing footage or in another language. There's, like, a level to this film that... I think even if it was in English and I got the full-length version, <laughs> it'd probably be a multiple-viewing film. <laughs> I don't know, but... It's European, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so, um... It's artistic. The one thing we get from this, and I'm not sure how, I wish we could explain it to you guys, is that the kids that he met are actually his kids. Count of Monte Cristo! Maybe. I mean, I don't know. But how are they his kids? I have no idea. <laughs> so he gets all Doesn't she, like, off. go into his room at one point when he's knocked out from the horse? Yeah, maybe. What, like, but Does like, she, I don't are know. they twins? The boy and the girl? They would have to be, right? Yeah. Regardless, they're the his Polish kids. Luke and Leia. He gets pissed off, and this is when him and Philip Seymour Hoffman go. And this is the scene you described. They go find the mustache man. They kill the mustache man. And he says where Rudy is. Yeah, he says where. Well, first he says, they find where the kids are. Yeah. Then this is the last time we see Phil, oh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, or no? We may see him later. But I know Philip Seymour Hoffman brings the kids home. Yeah. He's and, given the duty of taking the kids from the one house. And Rudy's so just like, like on 
just to quote Archer, like on a ramp. Not Rudy, sorry. Victor at this point, to quote Archer, is on a rampage. Yeah. He's like, I'm gonna fucking kill Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> like he just. So he ends up finding Rudy, and and Rudy is all covered by the plague. Yeah, he's all covered by the plague, and he doesn't and he doesn't really care that he's gonna die. You no. know, he's just and he's not even like, oh my god. And he kind of insinuates that he still like wants to be friends. Yeah. With Victor, which is kind of weird. He screwed him out with money. He took his kids. He, mm-hmm. Look, I don't get it. And then it comes down to, to a, a duel, duel in, a, in a very Alexander Hamilton fashion, but with Victor being Aaron Burr. Yes. Rudy shoots in the air, but I think he knew he was going to die because he didn't yeah. seem like he'd care. And Victor just turns around and just shoots him and kills him. But then he goes up to him and Rudy kisses him. Yes. Yes, a dying Rudy is walking you know, towards yeah. him. Just full-on, like, mouth-to-mouth kisses him. I'm like, is he going to get the plague? Yeah. Like, I thought maybe that was, like, the thing. Like, he's like, ha fuck you. Yeah. I'm going to give you the plague. Nope. Like... The next scene is Victor, Teresa, and the kids just like frolicking through a meadow. So not, no, the she died. The ah, sister died. Oh yeah. When he comes back, they're just like, oh, she died. Yep. Do, there you go. Okay, so here's a theory of mine, really quickly. Sure. Shoot. Are Teresa and Victor the brother and sister, like, or at least one oh. of them? And like they could see in the future, in the past, or or are the two or kids, two the, kids brother and sister? the brother and sister? Somebody are the same people that they're like traveling through time, I believe. Yeah, because there is like again, there's like a le- the letter in the beginning. There's these photographs, so there definitely is this comment at least on time travel. Yeah, somebody's traveling through time. Like whether they're just supposed to be making parallels, or there is actual like actors are supposed to be playing the same characters. But the- it's very weird. <laughs> no, yeah, hey. But like, it's funny because as I know, we seem like we're killing it right now, but it's not really that bad. No, I wish we could do it more justice. But this is this is for right now the best we can do. Again, if you guys out there have a better way we can see this film, great. Like, thank you for just bearing with us as we try to walk you through it. Yeah. I wish you could play you a clip, but you can't get like any good Phillips or Hoffman lines with the dub. No, over. you're just gonna hear the dub. Maybe I'll just play a nice like quote of his from like an interview at some point, just so we can hear his majestic voice. <laughs> or you could just listen to the intro again. But the notion of a character actor, right? Do you do you say I'm a character actor? I'm proudly so, or do you say? I don't know what that means because I'm an actor and right. I'll take a big role, a leading role, a small role. I'll just take a role. Right. I I, I think that you know I never I never saw it as a, and I hope it's so when you talk about this you hope you don't sound pretentious but yeah. the fact is that I never saw it as labeled as anything. Right. I just came into it because I wanted to act in the theater and so I ended up in a college and I was studying it with some teachers and I was kind of forming making up what I would uh, use to create what I wanted to do and with these teachers and and that's what I did and what I learned was that these people that I was going to play were not me and that that's the first the thing I had to look at was how were they similar to me and how were they different from me and I had to cover those bases so I could understand what makes them different and what makes them similar and therefore I could create this person that's not living my life it's living someone else's life and so that's just how I've approached it and I guess that maybe people call that character acting but that's just how I approach acting period just acting yeah so I mean just to tie a knot on this 
he's great in the film. I mean, but what do you think drew him to the film? I mean, just it's his first role. He went he gets to a casting part. call and it just happened <laughs> to be for a film that was going to be shooting in Poland. I had read something and I kind of. This is crazy that they're doing a casting call in New York. I so, so this is another theory I have. It's more just behind the scenes theory. I think this guy was a Polish film director, but who wanted this to be an American film? Okay. Where he's like, I'm going to make an American movie and I'm going to make it, you know, big sure. because, or at least an English speaking movie. Because again, why if you're doing a Polish film or you're people speaking in English? Yeah. Unless you do this, why are you casting in New York? Mm-hmm. And it just couldn't get a distributor in the United States, so he said, okay. You know, I'll just release it in Poland a couple of years later. And, yeah, it shows and then, in the festival. And that's what he did. I had read something, and I, it wasn't corroborated anywhere else, and I was afraid of mentioning it. But I will anyway, but just please take it with a grain of salt. It said, like, in one source that Philip Seymour Hoffman uh, was not too happy with this film or how it turned out. I don't know if I exactly buy that. Like, maybe he's too like, harsh of a critic. Unless he was treated poorly on set or something. Yeah, maybe from that standpoint, but I don't think, like... I just can't imagine a young guy on his first or second film yeah, having that much, and they fly having that much to say about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, like that's yeah. Has <sighs> to be rolling around in the hay with a <laughs> naked girl. Yeah, exactly. She was pretty. I mean, yeah. like he's a young guy, she's a young girl, and she ended up being a quite the talented actress in Poland. I'm there you told. Go. So, I mean, this is the last film. Thankfully, we'll see like this. Yeah. Every other film, th- this before. Ugh. Before we did this podcast, we discussed the two hardest films to get were going to be Joey Breaker and this one. Mm-hmm. We've completed these two. We, yep. We've seen them. I mean, what are your final thoughts on Schuler? Again, I think it's a film that, I, I mean, I wish, well, number one, I, w- I wish we could give you guys more, but that's because I, I want more. I, I saw some legitimate merit to the film from acting to uh, the story and I wish I could fully get it in number one just you know like hear it in its English spokenness and then in its full length entirety (laughs) and then on top of that I think it would be a film if I got that my first time then I would have rewatched a second time possibly just to get the plot or also because I got it and from what I saw I love any film we've definitely talked about this before not on the podcast but we love the any of those like dramatic films out there that add the one sci-fi element to it yeah a perfect example Eternal Sunshine is yeah. fine not that this is nearly <laughs> or anything like, like it anything yeah. like it or like on the same level but that's just like an example of one of those films that just gives like it's our it's our normal world and there's one different thing about it. So this I think would obviously be that piece of like thing you know let's just call it you know projector you know camera thing and on top of that then you have this symbolism or literal you know like ages of characters of the same. Character. I, I think that is our biggest issue here. That like the crux of this film, yeah, and what this invention means, that both of us saw this independently and we don't understand. I don't want this film to be lost in time. I want. I would love to make this like. I wish this was like something. I mean, obviously, I can do it. You know, we we're doing this on our own time, but this is something like I want to write like a college thesis paper. <laughs> do it. 
Uh, just another thing I want to touch on, like these settings are very beautiful. These mm-hmm. like Polish castles. This is some, again, it's not a genre that I'm too, that I don't really dive into, mm-hmm. but it was still like it wasn't terrible of a film. It's, yeah. just, it's just a shame that we couldn't. So this falls at victim into one of these things that we described with Triple Bogey, where a lot of the films, well, films now, I know you do it, where there's so much background on the film that we just read the scholarship in terms of before a film comes out, after it comes out. Even reading... I don't do research on films. (laughs) (laughs) No, but uh, like just reading the summaries and stuff, it also helps you watch the film. Yeah, for sure. Even like we, we've had films here, and we'll read a some... Wikipedia article, and it might, something might click even in the background, and it'll help you go yeah. along with it. At this time, you could not do that. Like this is just a little bit before the internet was like kind of around, you know. No, it's yeah, it's... but especially now, there's just no scholarship on this film, so we could have maybe even missed by a mile describing this. Some Polish guy might have been like, "I saw that film, and you guys, there's nothing about like that." what you're saying like you guys are completely well, off well then please sir or madam <laughs> come forward yes please come forward show yourself <laughs> we, we won't cheat you we promise we won't or shuler you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes we won't shula you shula maybe we should play a clip of just this guy's voice so people get it sure yeah we'll do that we'll do that for you right now okay just after everything sure on shula <laughs> Shula. 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 <laughs> uh, basically. So, period piece, right? I don't know what else to say. Well, we got a period piece next week. Oh, yeah, you're right. The yearling. Yes, it's... the yearling. And not the original yearling. No, there was actually... Unfortunately, there was no yeah. camera device to bring Philip Seymour Hoffman back in time to do that film. Gregory Peck was in that yes, one. Yes, Gregory Peck was in that one. This one has Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, it's like the... What, it's set at a little L- different time. Louisiana. No, it's Florida. Sorry, Florida. <laughs> it's like in the Florida swamps. And this one's yeah. set, I think, in the 20s. Yeah, versus the originals, like, post-Civil War. Yeah, post-Civil War. And I'm um, super excited to talk about that one. Yeah. So, uh, anything else you want to add for Schuler or just this week? No contest this week, but we'll promise we're going to bring you one next one. We've been talking about it, and we're excited about the next one. Uh, I just want to say thanks for listening. This might have been a tough one to get through, but... Uh, hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully we shed some kind of light on Schuler. And just follow us. We've been seeing, we appreciate all your likes. We'd love to start getting some comments from you people. We see a couple of, I uh, won't say it by name, but you definitely you listen to every episode. You've been liking everything. And yeah, we appreciate I mean, thanks that. for your the feedback that has been coming in. Yeah, just give us more. We're greedy. Yeah, we are greedy. We, we, we're, we're arrogant. Yeah. People, we don't shul- don't shuler us. On yeah, don't our... don't shuler us. Don't don't be <laughs> don't be cheap. You know, we, we want to hear it. Yeah. We want to we we want again. We do this for us, but we also do it for you. And and thank you every week for tuning in. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. See you guys next week. Yep. Bye now. Sexy thing, sexy thing you I